Welcome to the Emerge Thriving Podcast, wellness designed for real life. In these conversations, we focus on topics that impact our everyday lives. Forgiveness, self-worth, resiliency, embracing self-care, the power of nutrition, and so much more. Life isn't always easy, but together we can take steps towards a thriving life. Today, we're talking about the power of learning, how to harness and nurture the essence of who we are, both personally and professionally. Esther Loopstra, professional artist and coach and founder of Flow Into Authenticity, is joining us to provide clarity on how we can take a trauma-informed approach to strengthening our connection to our intuition, creativity, and the state of being in flow. Thank you for being with us, Esther. We're so glad to have you. Before we get started, please feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I have been a professional artist for 15 years. I started as a commercial artist and now sort of transitioned to being a fine artist. And I've also taught for over 10 years and in higher education. So I taught budding creatives and really studied a lot about the creative process and how it relates to intuition and neuroscience, the science of flow, psychology. I also have a degree in psychology. So all of this kind of came together to put me where I am now, which is doing speaking and teaching and, and coaching. I'm very inspired by everything that you do and your mission. And I'm really excited for our conversation today too. Just for me, just to set a little bit of a stage here, there's throughout my life, there's been glimpses of what being in a state of flow might feel like, kind of like flirting with it. But for the most part, it's really felt elusive in, to, in my journey of trying to, to find what's important to me and what purpose might feel like or look like. In my life, I never felt like, oh, I'm in this perfect state of flow and this is just happening naturally. It wasn't really like that. It was kind of a hot chase, a hot pursuit of trying to get clarity in what's important, what a path to that might look like. It wasn't until I started building Emerge Thriving and learning to really heal and accept who I was, that being in a calm state of flow started to kind of happen more naturally. And I, so I love that you help people to deepen their connection, to learn to strengthen their intuition and their creativity, and, but also doing it in a way that's trauma-informed because I believe that that, for me personally, that's had a huge impact. My healing has gone hand in hand with my ability to really connect with who I am, accept, love who I am, and then nurture that intuition and that flow and that calm and that ease. So as we're, we're talking about nurturing the essence of who we are. So can you provide some clarity on what that means and also why it's important to nurturing our creativity, our intuition, and then being in that state of flow? Yeah, I love what you said because I have a very similar journey. I was always sort of chasing what I thought was the right thing, <laughs> right? And I think this happens with a lot of people. Most people, in fact, is that we're programmed in a way to 
create goals and things based on what we've seen or what others feel is important, what society feels is important. And I love the trauma piece because once I started healing my trauma, that really started connecting me to my, what I call core creative essence and my intuition. I like to talk about intuition as sort of like a GPS that guides us to our core creative essence, our authentic self. So our core creative essence is like an accumulation of who we authentically are, right? I believe that every single person that comes into this world has this like unique essence and it's just an accumulation of our, like our soul, our personality, our interests, our curiosities, our passions, and how we share that with the world. And everybody is creative. So everybody wants to share this and connect with others in some way. We all want to find that part of ourselves and then connect with others and share that because it's a gift. And so your intuition is your guide and your intuition. It's not like, it's not a feeling. It's not woo. It's a knowing that just is beyond your analytical mind, right? How it ties in with trauma is that if we're experiencing trauma, our brain is in fight or flight and we can't connect to our body, which informs us and informs us of our, our intuition and our subconscious, we can't access more of our brain. So I'll go into a little bit more of that, but, but yeah, the trauma piece is just so super vital, I think. And I talk to a lot of people who are just absolutely in this mind, mind loop, this like fight or flight of trying to figure out what to do. So For me, the trauma piece is super important in getting into our body and connecting to our intuition. It's huge. It's for me. So this is just speaking for myself, but it has felt like a real barrier that my body wants to respond a certain way because of the trauma and because of the way I've been conditioned to respond to things. So it should be a small stressor, but my body is responding in a completely different way. Or there's a trigger that happens and that can really set off a lot of uh, stress and responses in my body. And so it feels like fighting that. And that's just a regular kind of way of being is going, whoa, this is happening. And how do I de-escalate what's happening in my body and how do I redirect and so that I can get into this other place, into a better place. And so I have felt so far away from feeling calm, from feeling in flow, from feeling balanced, from feeling like things will work out and I can't find a path to getting through these challenges. And so I'm really glad that we're talking about that piece today. Um, And you're going to shed some light on how integral that really is to getting to a place where we are able to move through life in a smoother way that works with who we are and honors who we are. To take this conversation to the next step, as it relates to nurturing our essence, how does this trauma-informed approach really weave into that? And can you talk more about our trauma, that impact that it might have on our ability to navigate through the process of nurturing our essence, you know, being who we are authentically? And as it relates to business too, kind of how all this weaves in. 
Yeah. So I talk to a lot of people who are in that trauma response and it's, I call it like a mind loop, but you know, right now I'm kind of talking a lot about focus because it is so important to have a focus. And I think a lot of times we have been raised in this sort of consumer culture. And what it tells us is that you need, you are a product. And also your goals are, you know, money or safety or whatever it is, like a house or education, you know, that's kind of what we've been raised. And so, and then if we layer trauma on top of that, Our brain is just in this mind loop, like our amygdala, which handles our emotions, is controlling our logical mind. And so we're going from just our mind, right? We're going, how can we, it's like trying to keep us safe, right? So it's like, what should we do? What should I do? Oh, I should do that. And when you, and I talk to a lot of creatives, so especially when you're creative, people see that and they're like, oh, you should do this. You should do this. And So there's just a, especially now there's a million opportunities. And so we aren't connecting to who we authentically are and what we want to do. It's kind of the opposite of what we've been told. So we've been told, okay, pull everybody and find your niche, like find the place where you have an opportunity and then fit yourself into that. That's the logical way, right? But If you think, really think about it, if you think about like your favorite, like musician or creator or people who inspire you like really deep on a deep level, those people established a really core connection to the uniqueness of themselves first. And they didn't abandon that, right? They made decisions from that point. So what I, suggest is for people to get first into that connection. And this is what I had to do with myself and I do with my clients. So it's like kind of stepping back, going through the process of connecting to ourselves and our intuition and then making decisions. And, And let me tie this into trauma a little bit. So when we've experienced trauma and when I say trauma, I know you know this, but we can think, oh, trauma is like some bit like being in war or being abused, like really intensely. Trauma can be so many things. It's basically when something that happened to you or in your environment was too much for your body to handle, right? So as we begin to talk about like the subconscious, your body holds memories. And for many of us, we're, we disconnect from our body because it's too traumatic, right? It's too much. And so that is when that trauma happens. So we can go into, you know, everybody's heard of like fight, flight, or freeze. And so what happens is like, if I go into the business side of it, this could look like procrastination, freeze. It could look like fight or flight, which is that I tend to run this way a lot. Like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this or this or this, like just, just scrambling. One that I really, and I think a lot of people really strongly associate, but which we haven't, we don't talk about a lot is fawn. So fawn is basically when you suppress your creative essence, right? (laughs) Your creative expression. And so fawning is this sort of like, I want to fit in 
I want to suppress myself and find out where I can be loved and where I'm needed. So when we think about this in business, this, I call it abandoning yourself. So we can, it can look like abandoning yourself, just following the checklist, trying to find out what people, what do people need? What, what should I do? You know, like, what is the best thing to do? I don't know because we're not connected. We have not connected to that essence. And I find this so, so common. And this is what it took me a really long time to, and I still struggle with it, connecting to that, who I am, what do I have to say? It's really about uncovering the layers of the things that we've pushed down and been programmed with in order to kind of fit in or be safe, be seen. I got a lot of influence from the desire map, which is Danielle Laporte's book. And she talks about connecting to our core desired feelings. So this is also a part of my process. It's like, how do you, when I started doing this, it just changed everything. Cause I used to be like a really goal driven. (laughs) And then when I got the goals, I would be like, just not feeling fulfilled. So her process is sort of, how do you want to feel? How are you feeling now versus how do you want to feel in your life, in your business? Because we're really chasing the feeling. I paint because I love painting. I love the feeling of it. And I love sharing that. Not because, yes, I do want to make money, but it's how I want to feel when I'm doing it. And so I just love that so much. And I think it's so important to establish that that real basis. And so I have a free, I don't know if you'll get to offer this, but I have a free like mini course about how to establish your values. And it just gives you a little, like a little taste of kind of how I run my courses and things, but it's just a great exercise. And I, and so many people have gotten value out of it. It's just because we're not taught that we're taught that it's all about the end product, not what you want and your desires. And so many times we push that down in order to achieve something that might not necessarily even be what we want. It sounds like those values really create kind of a map and really a guide for going forward. And that can really help, you know, when we maybe get distracted and get pulled off in different ways to kind of go. And then I really appreciate what you're saying about how do you feel about this and really checking in with how you feel because that kind of that goes back to that trauma you know if you've been through trauma you may want to disassociate from your body or disassociate from your emotions and clinging to a checklist or clinging to a specific way of doing things to to reduce a negative outcome we call it failure but a lot of times it's I just don't want the negativity I don't want the conflict I don't want the hard part of this not going the way I think it should go. And so you you might cling to this checklist or this way of being to avoid that, but having the values and being able to step through that and having someone like yourself to help build that path and to get connected to those feelings and going through the process of that could make taking risks and stepping away from that checklist a lot easier and achievable. And, and I really appreciate you shining light on that because that is something that I personally have struggled with is I want to do this and then I get there and some for some reason it doesn't feel like enough 
enough, you know, just doesn't feel like enough. And that's both motivating and demotivating. If that makes sense. It's like, okay, well, let me keep moving. But then it's like, you're never really celebrating and never really taking full joy in what you're doing. And so I appreciate what you're saying. I'm going to go buy that book. Yeah. And I think also I struggle with this is like, why, you know, why can't we celebrate ourselves? And why like really taking the time when you do achieve something that is actually you actually did want and how can you really take that in it's it can be really difficult especially if we have trauma as well to celebrate ourselves you know and really take that in can you talk with us a little bit about strengthening our intuition being in a state of flow and that it's really important for navigating life naturally and with greater ease. And also it really, like we've been talking about, it really helps us avoid the hustle and grind mentality. So with that said, can you share, how can we nurture our intuition? How can we access that state of flow? And then speak to, if if you would like to share also as well, how that can really propel us and letting go of what's holding us back. Yeah. On my journey, really the beginning, everything was when I started listening to my intuition. It was a painting class, an intuitive painting class that really allowed me to connect to my body, to my sense of knowing that was inside of me. And yeah, I think for those of us who have experienced trauma, it's, it can be even more difficult. I have a lot of clients who, so let me just talk about, there's kind of three brains, right? We have our gut and they all have neurons and then they all talk to each other. We have our gut, our heart, and our brain brain. So most of us, a lot of us are just living here, which our intuition can come in. We can feel it a lot of times in our body in these three places. But a lot of times, like I've had a lot of clients who they can't even feel their gut because they have gut issues, which is really common with trauma. I, I did a trauma workshop with Jessica Green and we, and she can explain a lot more about how it impacts your body and your gut. But I find that really common. And a lot of times people can't even feel their body, like the boundaries of their body. So I personally believe that while we can sense our intuition kind of outside of our body, that really connecting to our body is key. And when you look at trauma exercises, a lot of them are somatic exercises where you are getting in touch with feeling safe in your environment and then feeling safe in your body. So as we're talking about trauma, I would say that that would be like the number one thing and practicing following your bodily senses. Like a lot of people even, they even hold, like if they want to burp or, you know, something or like go to the bathroom, like they hold it in. And even just following those little things, I know it sounds really dumb, but like, that's like a really basic way of starting. And another little exercise I like to give is kind of taking a morning or some time where you can just be, you just have free time. Could be like an hour or two or a whole morning would be great. Like a Saturday morning, 
if you can have somebody watch the kids or something where you just have time and wake up and just lie there and ask yourself, what do I feel like doing? So getting a sense of like, how am I sensing them? Everybody's different, right? You could hear it. You could sense it in your body. It feels really small, but doing that thing. And then like, say it's like, I'm going to get a cup of coffee, get the cup of coffee, do it. And then sense it. Like, how am I feeling about that? Does it feel good? How does it feel to follow my urges, follow my, you know, nudges? And then ask yourself, what do I want to do next? And do that. And so just follow that until it feels that you feel like you're done or until time runs out. And the more that we practice the small things, you know, every kind of when I, it really bugs me that when people talk about intuition, it seems to be like this really out there, like woo kind of way of talking about it. But it can be so helpful in everyday life to get us into flow. So in flow, there's flow triggers. So, and when I talk about flow, you've probably all experienced flow when, you know, you could be, it could be like reading or walking or cooking, something where you feel like time sort of stands still. You feel like you're kind of blissed out. You feel like you're really productive. It's this optimal state of consciousness. And there's these triggers that allow us to get into flow. So flow is really highly studied. We, there's still a lot of things we don't know, but we know that there's flow triggers. And one of the flow triggers is deep embodiment. So this is being in the present moment. And another one of them is following feedback. If you think about a rock climber and they're in flow, they're like, just following this internal feedback of like, you know, this rock or this rock. So if you think about any time you've been in flow, I call the internal feedback your intuition. And it's especially important in business because it allows you to pivot. Yes, we need external feedback, but the internal feedback of like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Yes, this is right. And also I like to talk about acknowledging it. And sometimes this takes another person. So I like to do this with my clients. I'll say, oh, right, that you just listen to your intuition right there, you know, and they won't, because we don't acknowledge it. You know, we don't see it. We don't see it. This is kind of how our brain works. We don't see something we're not looking for, but, but yeah. So just acknowledging it, write down. How did you sense it? It might've been something big, like leaving a job or something like that. If you do the kind of morning exercise where you're listening, write down. Where did you, how did you sense it? And then just keep acknowledging it and keep kind of trying it in different, in different ways. I like to write to my intuition, like free writing. You can ask yourself questions and then kind of wait for the response. And your brain goes into this other mode where it creates those connections for you. If you're like in the shower or driving, right. You can ask a question and then, then it's like this process of your brain that will just automatically connect to those subconscious answers. I like that you're giving some practical application for practicing it and connecting to it for, I think if I had to describe it, I would say it's like your gut instinct, but that's great if you have a gut instinct and that's not so great if you don't have one and you're trying to kind of create that connection. So like, for example, if you have trauma and you're not really connected to your intuition, you know, what somebody else thinks you should do and you're looking externally rather than internally for guidance, it can be a little choppy to get to that place where you are looking at your internal 
you know, what do I, so I like what you're talking about saying, well, how do I feel practicing? How do I feel and what do I want as a very initial way of looking internally for what you want to do, even if it's how you want to spend your time or how you want to spend your day, honoring who you are and how you feel and what feels right for you. And that being a really good starting point for developing that connection if you are really disconnected. But if you have a pretty good connection with your with who you are and what you want and what your needs are already anyway, I agree. I feel like it feels like, does this feel right? Does this feel healthy? Does this feel life-giving? Or do I already feel dread? Does this feel like it violates boundaries? Does this feel heavy? You know, and that's that kind of internal compass of what, and you may not know, just like you just were talking about, it may be on a subconscious level that this is not an appropriate next step and you don't necessarily know why yet. But when you give yourself time for that to sink in, um, a lot of those dots then be connected. And what you're saying about it being incredibly pivotal in our decision making, we're a human running a business we created. You know, and your intuition is a part of who you are as a human. And you can lean into that as a healthy part of who you are and how you navigate or you can stay in a place where you're cut off from it and you will be hindered in doing what's right and appropriate and good and healthy and balanced for you. So this is, I love that you started to talk about the neuroscience because I love that. I like to know kind of the background behind things, how things work. And this is something you talk about. You talk about how powerful our brains can be and that they can aid us in creating that life we want, or depending on our habits and the the limiting beliefs and thinkings and behaviors that we have, we can just deepen further and further. There's well-worn pathways. I can't do that. That's not for me. I'm not able kind of that negativity. We can either reinforce that or we can break out of that and our brains will help us whichever way we decide and choose. So can you help us better understand a little bit more how our brain works to, and it wants to make those connections and how it can be that powerful influence in our life. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of different ways of talking about this as far as the neuroscience and I'm not a neuroscientist, but I've been studying this a while. So I like to talk about it as, well, you could talk about it as like a growth or fixed mindset. And so seeing like you're talking about that your checklist that's a very like narrow mindset and it's kind of a fixed mindset. And so what that does when we have that kind of fixed mindset, or I like to call it closed mode or open mode, (laughs) that's a John, John Cleese kind of coined that term. But what happens is when we have that narrow focus, we actually can't see all the possibilities of our uniqueness of our unique expression. Right. So when I was talking about like allowing those novel ideas to come and create like, you know, the essence of who you are that you can't see those because you're sort of have these blinders on with this fixed mindset. So there's a, a few different ways we can talk about this. So our brain has brainwave states and this is like a frequency of like kind of how the neurons talk to each other. And a lot of times we're in beta throughout the day, which is sort of this logical mind, you know, processing, we need all of these brainwave states, right? So 
all or doing the checklist, right? The checklist is like the perfect example of like this beta kind of wanting to kind of go down the checklist, logically, you know, enforce everything. And that's great. But also when you get into high beta, it can start to spin out into that mind loop of anxiety, stress, et cetera. So what we want to do is we want to slow our brainwave state down into alpha or theta. So alpha is where you get into more creativity, a little bit of connecting to your intuition, a little bit of flow, light meditation. And when you're in theta, you can really get into like a deeper state, connecting to yourself, connecting to that inner knowing, um, to the intuition, to your essence, really. And what happens is your brain and your heart and your gut kind of all line up. You can kind of, you probably sensed it before when you kind of sense your whole self. And what happens is our brain sort of all works together. Like we're using more of our brain and we're able to access not just, so your logical brain in beta can only see what it's seen before. That's why it's like that narrow perspective. So it's like making projections based on what it's seen before. But when you're able to get into that whole brain state, you actually have access to the 95% of information, which is subconscious that you have access throughout your life. (laughs) And so that means like your subconscious beliefs, what you truly desire and your intuition, your subconscious knowing. So there's so much information and opportunities that we have available to us. And we want to get, spend as much time as we can in this open mode and it gets us into flow. That's when we're in flow. And what happens is your brain kicks into this other system and it makes those connections for you. So it's actually doing the work for you. (laughs) So instead of the hustle feeling, and I like to tell people when they're saying like, I have to figure this out, that's like closed mode, right? I have to figure this out. You can feel the difference between I have to figure this out and it's going to come to me. I'm allowing it to come to me. There's a sense of allowing. And so your brain, so they're in the shower and they're like, oh yeah, all those things that they know, all the things that they've learned, all the things they love are coming together and they're creating this. It just happens. So that's how we create like with ease and in flow. And so that's kind of, and so your intuition is sort of that connection, right? To your subconscious, to your knowing. And even, you know, if you believe in sort of something outside of us, right? This spiritual, more connection to Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, Big Magic, but the connection to sort of like the ideas in the ether, you know, there's a ton of examples of that. Like people who've kind of come up with the same ideas, but I think it's crucial for people who are in business who want to come up with unique ideas and allow our intuition to guide us to those. So it sounds like there's a couple of key things that can really aid that process. One is the state of being that you're in and allowing yourself the breathing room to be a human, to let things process, go for a walk, stretch, you know, allowing things to unfold in that human way and not trying to force yourself into a narrow place of being in a narrow place of being because that breeds panic or anxiety, frustration. And then all of that can be a block to kind of resolving your own emotions. 
and then caring for yourself. So like you're talking about when you sleep or when you shower or that can be um, ways of resetting and getting in connection with that, that breathing space and that breathing room and allowing your body to be in the optimal place of doing that, being grounded, meditating, practicing being in that calmer place or getting to that calmer place, that, calm, that place of restoration. And so that makes me think of nutrition is I know one of the things that has been really important for me to combat anxiety and to combat depression or PTSD has been the supplements that I take and how I eat and how I you know care for my body. And that's really helped me be in a place of restoration. Then when you're working on something that's important to you that you're passionate about and you're in that, that place of flow, that's kind of that flow in action, that expansive or calm, easy place in action as you're, as you're working on something you love and care about. But also when I started doing trauma therapy, like therapy with a trauma-informed person, therapist, that, that was really, like I said before, that was really like a, a pivotal moment for me. And then I started meditating kind of a little bit later and started a regular practice. And I know for a lot of people who were, um, have had trauma, like meditation is not really accessible, but doing some kind of somatic work, like I had to sort of make it my own and make it very somatic for me in that, like I was really in touch with my body while I was doing it. And so those two things were really powerful for me and really connecting to that sense of connection I was talking about in open mode. Lacey Phillips work to be magnetic, which she, she talks a lot about manifestation, but in like a neural, she calls it neural manifestation, but like reprogramming your uh, neural pathways. And so I actually do a lot of inner child work. That's what I've done with my therapist. And she does kind of a similar thing. So it's actually going back and reprogramming from a deep, from when you're in that alpha theta state. And so you're able to reprogram those neural pathways and move past some of the trauma, move past some of the triggers and the, the things that are kind of holding you back. Right. So yeah, those are the things that have really helped me. So for those of us that would love to stay connected and engage with you, how can we stay in touch? What's the best way to contact you? And if there's any programs, anything that you have coming up that you want us to know about, where we can go to find that information, anything that you would like to share with us. Yeah. So my website is flowintoauthenticity.com. I do a lot on Instagram. So my Instagram for my coaching and inspiration stuff is Esther Loopstra Art. And I also have another Instagram for just my art. I also have a YouTube channel, so you can find me there. So we really appreciate all of your insight today. Is there a final thought you'd like to share with us before we part ways? Yeah, you know, I just want to say, I truly believe that each one of us are, have, you know, this essence, this core creative essence, and it's a gift to the world. And I know in my life, it's been really difficult. It's been a, a journey to kind of find that, but I really think that is life, right? Is a sort of uncovering of that uniqueness of us. And so I just want to encourage everybody on their journey and just know that 
that life is for you, you know, that life wants to support you and that your intuition is there to support you. Your intuition is there to guide you on that path, to lead you to that purpose, to sharing yourself with others, because who you are is a gift to the world. And I just want to encourage everybody on their, on their journey of that. So thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. I really appreciate the work that you're doing to help us in that journey so that we can do the things that are really most important to us and to live the life that we feel really fulfilled and where we're thriving. Thank you for a wonderful conversation today, Esther, for sharing your perspectives, for guiding us into new awareness. We appreciate you and we look forward to staying connected. If you have a wellness topic that is important to you, let us know by visiting emergethriving.com forward slash podcast.